Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pond, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 27 Answers Feeling heat course through her body, instinctively she tried to change into wolf form. Surprise and anger flashed in her eyes when she realized she couldn't. Struggling, the binding tightened again. Her fingers began feeling numb. What is this? She tried to lift a hand, indicating the cords. What are you doing to me? I just want you to listen. These ties are cutting into my hands. As soon as the words came out, the bindings loosened enough for her fingers to stop tingling. How did you do that? Katie asked, unable to resist the question. Jackson folded his arms and shrugged. I wouldn't try changing if I were you. I wasn't expecting company, so I don't have any extra clothes lying around. He cocked his head to one side. Of course, it's all up to you. If you want to be naked, it will make things more interesting. Shut up! You know I can't change. I've already tried. You've done something to me. Jackson raised his eyebrows. Looking around the small room, Katie could see no way out. Starting to panic, she began struggling with the restraints. Jackson watched her. Don't be afraid, Katie. If I wanted to hurt you, I would have already done it. I'm not afraid. Jackson gave a derisive smile. I can feel your emotions. Katie centered all her anger and hatred towards him. You feel that? Yeah, I feel it. Hatred makes you ugly. Stung, Katie pulled back and sat on the bed, quietly eyeing him. Jackson's eyes narrowed. You can't hate me and get your feelings hurt when I say something to you. It doesn't work that way. Katie numbly stared at Jackson's handsome face. You want me to listen? She shrugged. I'm listening. Jackson stood there for a couple of minutes, eyeing her warily. What are you waiting for? Katie eventually asked. I'm your captive audience, she said, indicating her restraints. Let's hear your explanations for killing my best friend. His face colored. Pushing himself off the wall, he agitatedly ran his fingers through his hair. Shaking his head, he stood in front of her. I used to be a senior at Central High School. I was an average teenage guy who enjoyed sports and chased girls. I have a mom, a dad, and a little sister. He leaned back against the wall. I thought I was coming down with something when I got hot and cold flashes. I didn't have a clue as to what was going on. He paused, shaking his head. I've learned when a person is on the verge of changing, he instinctively runs into the woods. He shook his head. I was no different. I found myself in the woods, rolling around, wondering what was happening to me. A large bobcat stood above me, talking to me in my head. He gave me a choice. I join him, become a seeker, or die. Jackson pushed himself off the wall. That was my choice, Katie. He looked imploringly at her. I was 17. I wanted to live. I didn't even know what a seeker was. The only thought I had was, if I can live, I'll do and be anything you want. 
Stephen, the name of the bobcat, had me bow down and say an oath. I had to repeat it word for word in my head. The second the words were said, I felt something rip out of me. The pain was so intense, I screamed. Katie nodded, remembering when she and Candace tried to get to Jackie Oakland. They had heard a scream and started running into the woods. I was told I could never go home again or my family would be killed. My life was now theirs. They have complete control over every portion of my life. They give off this superior air as if they're all-knowing. If I tried anything, they would know. I went to a training camp of sorts where I was taught how to fight. When my training was over, I was assigned to this area of Appalachia. I have learned this part of the mountains is considered dangerous to seekers. The survival rate is non-existent. Why? Elizabeth Hawk. She has a formidable reputation among the leaders. They both fear and respect her. Katie frowned. I don't understand. Old Elizabeth Hawk used to be the great white tiger. Katie sat dumbfounded. She has protected this area for over 170 years. How is that possible? I haven't figured it all out. Jackson shrugged. My guess is the animal spirit elongated her life. That means she was alive when Katie was trying to subtract in her head. When the Cherokee Nation was forced to march the Trail of Tears, trying to absorb all of the information, Katie looked down. Her hands were no longer tied. Lifting her hands, she rubbed her wrists. I never wanted to hold you down, Katie. She nodded, understanding, and motioned for him to continue. Since this area was considered so dangerous, I was basically left all alone. Jackson folded his arms. I felt the first electrical currents pretty quickly. Instead of staying away like I was told, I found out who you were, followed you. I even watched you play ball. I was thinking about you one night. He shook his head. I don't even know how I was able to do it. But I found myself in your dream. I watched you fight off the tiger. Followed you. You know what happened then. I felt so intrigued. I wanted more contact with you. Despite the consequences of a severe headache, I tried again. This time, I tried to control the situation so the tiger wasn't the one in charge. The tiger found a way anyway. I couldn't stay away, Katie. You were so trusting, happy, and good. You were this bright light in my darkened world. When you asked questions, I didn't know what I could or couldn't say. When I found out you knew Elizabeth Hawk personally, I thought it was only a matter of time I was going to be dead anyway. So why not break the rules? When you told me Elizabeth Hawk had been dead for months, I wondered how come the all-knowing leaders were not aware of it. You were different than all the other were-animals in several ways. It took you months to finally turn, when it took others only a week or two. Jackson started pacing the small room. When you finally changed, the instinct to flee into the woods didn't come. The electrical current informing all the seekers you were changing was minimal. You changed into a wolf, when everyone else I knew changed into the member of the cat family. Jackson sat down on the bed next to Katie. Since I got to know you, 
I didn't have the heart to turn you into a seeker. I was afraid to draw attention to you, so I physically stayed away. I only spoke through my mind. When Sam and Lizzie came over, I watched them closely. I wanted to know which one of the girls was related to Elizabeth Hawk because I figured she would be the next great white tiger. Jackson got up, agitated again. I was lying on my bed, watching everything through your eyes, when I was roughly pulled out of my bed by other seekers. Jackson turned his back to her. His shirt melted away into thin air. Katie gave a gasp when she saw his back. Massive scars crisscrossed his body. Some scars looked older, while others still looked red and tender. What happened to you? I was punished for not turning you into a seeker. Anger vibrated through his voice. I was tied down while the other seekers clawed me until there was no flesh left. Jackson turned. A shirt materialized on his body again. The leaders, or whoever they are, decided to make an example of me. I'm surprised I survived. His lips tightened. I was locked up into a dark little room. There was very little food and water. My contact with you was the only thing that kept me sane. I would go to school with you and participate in everything you did. They had no idea I was communicating with you. He shook his head. More proof. They are not all-knowing like they would like us to believe. Then... Everyone felt the stirrings of another were-animal about to turn. Jackson got up and started pacing the room again. You should have seen them. Jackson gave a dry laugh. They were still afraid of old Elizabeth Hawk, even in death. Or maybe they're afraid of you. Jackson looked at her. The decision was made to send me out to give me another chance. I recognized Candace Franklin from school. I was pretty desperate to change her. Katie remembered finding Candace rolling around in the snow, a black panther circling her intent on something she didn't know. She had fought Jackson, but he hadn't actually hurt her. I think I know why the great white tiger likes you so much. Jackson interrupted her thoughts. Why? You have no thought of self-preservation. I repeatedly showed you I could kill you. You never ran away. You just kept trying. It was only until I realized you had no intention of quitting, I decided to concede. Katie was afraid to ask, what happened to you? I really don't know how I survived. I wanted to die. The shirt he was wearing disappeared and he slowly turned. The claw marks and welts were crisscrossed all over his torso, his chest, up around his neck and down below his waistline. The shirt materialized back onto his frame. Katie wanted to ask how his shirt kept disappearing and reappearing, but was afraid to get off the subject. You stopped talking to me. I thought it was because you didn't want to. Jackson shook his head. I was unable to do anything. What happened when Lizzie changed? Young Elizabeth Hawk. Everyone thought she would be the next great white tiger. She had to be stopped at all costs. Of course, our fearless leaders are still too afraid to come here personally. They sent six seekers with the orders to kill everyone, especially Lizzie Hawk. Of course, I was one of the six. Another chance to prove myself. Jackson sat down on the bed again. 
The plan was to draw you out and ambush you. Then we could go in, kill everyone in the cabin. Personally, I thought you were too smart to fall for it. I couldn't believe it when I saw you running up the hill. I just acted on instinct. Jackson smiled during the full moon. The others, I don't even know what to call them. They have a strong control over our minds. I don't know how I was able to break loose from them to warn you. I used the techniques learned in the prison to cover my thoughts. The other seekers didn't know how you stopped and turned back to the cabin. They were too afraid to attack you. Jackson reached over and grabbed her hand. Of course, they haven't actually seen you fight. If they had, they would have seen how terrible you are. It's not my fault. I don't know how to fight. To everyone's surprise, someone started shooting a gun. Jackson started chuckling. Here we are, animals, trying to attack a fortress. Someone pulls out a gun and starts shooting. Sam, Katie answered with a sad smile. She always knew what to do. Jackson watched her closely before he decided to continue. Everyone was afraid to go back because they saw how I had been punished. While they were debating on what to do, you reached out with your mind so everyone could hear you. Jackson, are you there? What's going on? Jackson started chuckling again. That threw everyone into a tizzy. You should have seen them. They were all freaking out. Who's Jackson? Is there another were-animal we don't know about? He laughed. Everyone decided to get out of there fast. Katie frowned. How come they didn't recognize your name? Jackson isn't my real name. Katie raised her eyebrows. When I first contacted you, I was breaking the rules. I didn't want to get caught. It was a good thing, too, or... He looked at her and smiled. You reaching out would have been my undoing. Were you punished again? Not too bad. Since there were six of us who were incompetent, there weren't enough seekers around to hurt us. Jackson shrugged. Besides, I figured my way around punishments. What do you mean? I promise I'll explain everything, but you have to be patient. I don't want to get sidetracked. What is your real name? Jackson shook his head. The person I used to be is dead, Katie. I'm Jackson. But, Katie, do you want to hear what happened when Tyler was almost attacked? Katie nodded, indicating to continue. Jackson sighed. The leaders over us decided for us to go and grab Tyler before he actually changed. This would ensure we had control over him. Jackson put three fingers in the air. They sent three of their best fighters to do the job. There was only one cat out there in the woods. No, there was only one after I killed the huge saber-toothed tiger. Believe me, he was tough. I almost lost. He grabbed her hand. The only thing that kept me fighting was picturing you trying to fight the beast. You were there. Jackson nodded. I was pretty impressed with the debutante. She didn't hesitate when she went in for the kill. Katie's eyebrows knitted together. What do you mean by debutante? Jackson gave her a startled look. You don't know? Know what? Candace is related to Tom Franklin, the senator. You know Franklin Industries? They're one of the richest families in three states. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I went to school with her since the eighth grade. The BMW she drives must have given you some indication. I've seen her car several times. She drives an old Toyota. Jackson raised his eyebrows, shaking his head. Why does she drive an old car around us?
Jackson shrugged. She probably doesn't want you to know she has money. That's ridiculous, Jackson grinned. Katie sat for a few minutes digesting everything Jackson had told her. Her heart pounding in her chest, she finally asked the most important question she wanted answered. What happened when Sam died? Jackson stood up, his movements jerky. I didn't want to be a seeker. I did not want to be a part of any of those people. How can a decision I made under stress control who I am? Agitated, he ran his fingers through his hair. I wish I could relive that day again. I would have attacked Stephen or died fighting. Instead, I just accepted my fate. He started pacing the small room. I was desperate to join you and your friends. I was already helping. I thought about it in my head so much it was driving me insane. I wanted to get back to where I was before I became a seeker. I knew no way out. I was afraid you wouldn't accept me since I felt your emotions. I knew how much you loved Sam. I came upon this crazy plan. In hindsight, it was incredibly stupid. Jackson walked over, leaning against the wall. I thought, if I turned Sam into a seeker, then you would accept me. What? I thought I could change Sam into a seeker. She would then want to be with you. Since you loved her so much, you would accept her into your group as a seeker. This would ensure you accepting me. I was already accepting you. I knew you were a seeker after Candace. Didn't I try and talk to you, follow your directions? She couldn't believe what she was hearing. I knew you were helping me. I trusted you completely, seeker or not. I had to be sure. I was so desperate to get out of the situation I was in. I knew it was selfish. What happened? Stephen saw me on his turf. I listened regularly to your conversations. I knew you and Candace going to try and get to Jackie Oakland before she turned. I also knew you're going to be too late. I was afraid of you running into Stephen. Jackson pushed off the wall and started pacing the small area again. I was afraid he might try and take you down. I got too close and he saw me. Unbeknownst to me, he was suspicious and started following me. Usually, the change takes place on a full or new moon. This time around, the leaders were unprepared. Sam was changing on the day before the full moon. I knew of the change because I was listening to your conversations. Jackson sighed and looked down. My plan was to get into the cabin, turn Sam into a seeker, then get out. Jackson looked up, his eyes haunted. Everything was working well. Lizzie was outside on the back porch. You were away from the cabin. I was crawling in the window. He paused for a moment. Stephen appears out of nowhere. He knows what I'm about to do. I couldn't come up with a reason why he couldn't tag along. I didn't have time, and I rushed the process. I gave the ultimatum to Sam before she turned. Jackson stopped, unable to go on. Katie covered her mouth with her hand. What happened? Afraid she already knew the answer. Jackson looked up unable to find the words to explain. She chose to die. Katie voiced her fear. Jackson slowly nodded his head in assent. I have never 
heard of anyone choosing to die. It never crossed my mind she would make that choice. Katie nodded, picturing the scene in her head. She wasn't surprised. Given Sam's personality, rooted in her strong religious faith, she was never afraid to stand alone. She faced whatever adversity came her way if her standards were questioned. Katie had always admired Sam for living what she believed. She could see Sam making the decision quickly, unselfishly, knowing her decision would bring about her death. I didn't kill her, Katie. I swear I didn't kill her. Jackson's rushed words broke through Katie's thoughts. Katie nodded, accepting the truth. Stephen, it was all over before I could do anything about it. I was so sure she would accept. I was wondering, what do I do now? I didn't expect him to. He moved so fast. I saw you fighting. You both broke through the window. Jackson turned his back to her. He wanted to feed. Katie was unsure if she heard correctly. What? He wanted to feed. He thought where animal would be a tasty treat. Unable to say anything, Katie stared at Jackson's stiff back. Her mind couldn't quite comprehend his words. Jackson eventually turned around. When I changed, he was an ordinary seeker like me. Now, he's so dark and evil, the leaders welcome him with open arms. He shook his head. He has changed his name to Sergius. He will fight with anyone who calls him anything but Sergius. How stupid is that? He sat down next to Katie. The leaders don't trust Seekers, but now they completely trust Sergius. He has graduated to another level. Katie sat motionless, taking in the information. The rangers have found a body eaten by large animals. Jackson nodded. I can't be like that, Katie. I don't want to change. I'll do anything. I'm so sorry for Sam. If I could change it, I would. You have no idea how much I wish I could change things. He knelt down beside her. He grabbed her hands and held them between his own. Please let me join you. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. I hope you've enjoyed this week's chapter of The Pawn, the first book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, and our imaginations meet again, have a great day.